That's right, week 10, you know, too many days, too many home days, you know, it'd be great if my unemployment could come this Friday, but it's probably going to come next week, and I guess just wanted to come, you know, I'm doing alright right now money-wise, but the longer the days go, the longer the weeks go, it's like, it's like I start a day with a certain amount of money, then I buy this, I buy that. So that just needs to come. I feel you. Um, I just gotta say a big thank you to everyone that tuned into the roundtable discussion. We've gotten so many positive feedback. Um, people have been checking the show out on YouTube and listening to our show. We want to thank all the listeners that checked us out. We really appreciate it. Yesterday was such a fun discussion with with, with three of the most some uh, brightest young, the brightest young men that up and coming with GNT Sports and Nate the Great. We really appreciate that, and we're really glad that we're able to give you guys some great content along with us. One hundred percent. I mean, Nate. Nate tried to put a fire, saying, <laughs> saying, train for, for Trevor. I knew, I knew one of you guys would try to do something like that, and 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 it had to be Nate because from going for the first thirty minutes, it, it wasn't me, it wasn't you, it wasn't Julian, it wasn't Bobby. So I I guess someone had to be that person, and then of course I I gave a factual answer with how dare you think that it's not gonna be Chiefs Ravens? How dare you? Okay, it's going to be Chiefs Ravens. It's going to be, and it's going to be Buccaneers Saints. I don't care how you feel. Those are the title games. Things would have to go horribly, horribly wrong for those to not be the title games. And I'm pretty sure the majority of America would agree with me. I, I would like to see Saints Bucks NFC uh, NFC Championship game. That would be that be a good playing matchup. We're talking about two of the one the best quarterbacks. To ever Come on, think about it like this, right? NFC title game in Tampa, the site where e- either one of them are gonna play in two weeks in the Super Bowl. By the way, right? Because Tampa yeah. is the host. So how great would that be? A forty-three-year-old first ballot Hall of Famer. A 42-year-old first ballot Hall of Famer. You know, Sh- Sean Payton is like, he's, he's not at the Hall of Fame door yet, but, but he's in, he's, he's in the middle a little bit. You know, he's like he's not at the door, but he, he's getting closer to the entrance. Yeah. Like he's getting like you know, he's getting. He's Bruce like, Arians is the like, is like the first 25 floors. So if he was to bring home a championship, he'd he tie Payton. He'd be in the middle, and just Gronk. The last very football game he played was the Super Bowl. So who knows yeah. if the Buccaneers were to win? Maybe that be his one last game again. Who knows? And and they they didn't do it in 2018. But I will not be shocked if the Bucks win it all this year. They they both retire together. Everybody I mean, wants to go out on top. Everybody. Yeah. 
You're so disrespectful to like all the other teams. Like you don't think the Ravens? Come on, man! Really? Come on! Come on! Come on! Come on! Be honest with me now. Come on now! Come on! Stop! Stop! Stop it! What do you What do you mean? The the Chiefs are defending champs. The Ravens are still pretty damn good. Okay. First of all. Most likely, Chiefs would represent the AFC. So I'm not even disrespecting the Chiefs. Stop yourself. Okay? But, but, I don't think the Chiefs will beat the Saints, will beat the Saints or the Buccaneers. I'm pretty, Why? pretty sure. Why? They got the same team as last year. What's the difference now? <laughs> well, one, you know, Tom, Tom Brady is... One and all against in the playoffs against Patrick Mahomes. That's number one. Um, okay. See, you mentioned Mahomes. I did not. You did. You're you're right, but I'm I'm just saying a fact. And two, that things went right for the Chiefs last year. Things went yeah. really really well. So everyone who's saying automatic two peat, it's it's not how it works. It's 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 different because football is really really grueling, so it's it's not as easy. But we'll table this for now because we're about to have JJ from the Bronx on what the host of George's Box. So if you guys like good baseball talks, we're about to have that. So JJ, how has quarantine life with the baby and the wife been treating you? Um, it's, it's not bad. I mean, I just try to keep perspective on it. Like, things could be a lot worse. You know, there's, whatever, 35 million people who are working right now. And, you know, there are people who, like, I have I have friends who, you know, at the beginning of this, their mom's totally healthy, and now their mom's dead. Um, and so, it, you know, from a perspective standpoint, like, I'm, I've been on paternity leave this whole time, so I haven't right. worked. I've just been getting paid to not work. Yeah, I heard from Jordan's box, man. Bonuses and check after check, you raking up. Yeah, and then, like, you know, I get to spend all day hanging out with my baby. I go back to work in two weeks, but, you know, I, I spend all day hanging out with my baby, going for walks. Um, I have a brother who's 24, and he lived with, like, you know, four jerk-offs off the internet that he met. Um, yeah. So when this all started, I was like, just come move in with us. I got, like, an extra desk for the guest room, you know, so this way I don't have to worry about you getting sick and dying, you know, when we didn't know anything about this. You were you were still doing power hours? I did one. I did, I did the one, and then it turned out, I found out after, like, a group of anywhere from, like, six to, like, 12 dudes I went to college with are doing them every Saturday on Zoom. Like, yeah. every Saturday, apparently, they get together. And, like, someone told me, like, oh, you should join us. I was like, I can't do that every Saturday. Like, what are you guys thinking? <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Um, George, uh, thank you for coming on. Um, you know, bro, thank you for coming on. Um, I appreciate that. Um, so, I got to ask this. So, obviously, what's going on between the Major League and Major League Baseball Players Association, these things are getting ugly. You're hearing, you're hearing um, Blake Snell, he clarified his comments from saying that he wants to speak for his family and he didn't want to come off as him being selfish. Um, so, ultimately, will we end up having a baseball team? I don't think so. Um, 
I, and I don't, so the money is a huge issue, and I don't think the players should give back any more money. They've already agreed to take a 50% pay cut, um, and I think to give back anything, especially under a salary cap type situation, sets the union back like 40 years. Um, so they, they shouldn't take anything less. Anyone who gets mad at the players and says, you know, this is what America needs right now, well, just have the billionaires pay the millionaires their money, and then we'll have it, essentially. You know, like, put this on the billionaires. You guys all made billions of dollars because no one owns a baseball team without being a billionaire. So you've got billions of dollars. You make money in other areas. This is an area where you're just not going to make as much money. Everyone keeps throwing around the fact that, like, they're going to lose money. They are not going to lose money by televising major league baseball games they're just not going to make as much money as if the stands were full and people were buying merch and, and all that stuff so like I, I don't see us getting over that uh but i think before they even get to that have you guys seen the like six and seven page document on the safety protocols yeah yeah, I've seen it. it. It's just like I, I applaud Major League Baseball for putting something together that's very thorough, but at the same time, they don't have, they don't definitely have access to the hundreds of thousands of tests they need. They have nothing in there about what happens if a player gets sick on the road. Like if the Yankees are in Tampa and someone tests positive, what happens? Do they stay there? Do they get flown home on a private jet? Do they get on the team plane? Well, it's 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 self quarantined. Then they need two positive tests before they can come back. And what yeah. and what need, they were saying? Need two negative. Need two negative. You need two negative. Need two negative tests before you come back. That's what you need. Well, well, yeah, right. Um, but what what they were saying on the Michael K show that what they could possibly do is quarantine who you need to quarantine and they pay them so they can choose to quarantine so it just be like it just be like you you are a juror on a high profile case you can't go anywhere you go to your job and that's it but major league baseball would pay you well and since people are dying for money they might be okay with that but so but i'm saying like as a player Right. The Yankees go and play in Tampa. Aaron Judge goes two for four against the Rays on Friday. Saturday, test results come back positive. What happens to Aaron Judge? How does he get home to New York? Never discussed in that document. So you have even managers saying, like, I don't know, do I drive this guy home, like Little League? So there, there are holes in what they've laid out. But I just think there's the, – amount of detail that they had to go to just says that it's not safe. If you can't exchange lineups, it's not safe. If you if a base hit to right field, judge fields it, throws it into LeMahieu, we need a whole new ball, something's not safe then. Um, so to do all to have all those steps that you have to go through to be able to bring the game back and to ask for these guys to take less money, I just don't see why you would do it because Major League Baseball as a whole has like they spend hundreds of millions of dollars every year on lobbyists in Washington so that they can say we don't have to pay minor leaguers the equivalent of minimum wage you know we have our antitrust exemption this is what we pay this is how it goes and minor leaguers have always said 
Well, yeah, you're saying you pay me enough for the four hours of a, a game and like warm ups. What I'm saying is I need to get paid enough so I can do this all year for the time that I'm training the hours I'm at the stadium before, the hours after, the practices, spring training, all that shit. And baseball has said, no, we don't have to pay you for that. And now they're telling major league players, and yes, it's more money, but they're saying take less money than you anticipated, and you can't leave your hotel, you shouldn't leave your house, you go straight to the office. Like Major League Baseball is looking to buy 24 hours of someone's time but are looking to pay them less than what they were paying them earlier. So, so right. Let's let let let's just say the players do do take a cut, right? It be half. So so for say Blake Snow, right? He'd be making around three million for this year. If it's only for this year, why why can't the players be somewhat okay with that? I'm I'm pretty sure all of them. Could be fine with half their salary for one season, right? Could they live? Could they live? One hundred percent. We're talking about millions of dollars. But let me throw another scenario at you, right? So for forty years, um, if not longer, uh, the players' association has been saying we will not have a salary cap. We are not going to limit the amount of money that our players can make for being the best in the world. If you don't want to pay them that amount of money, that's fine. If we find collusion, we can sue you. But we are not, you know, we, we won't play under a salary cap. So now they're saying, because this isn't even, the, the league hasn't said, like, we need you to take a 25% further pay cut or anything like that. They want it tied to revenue, which is exactly how other leagues are structured and how it is a, um, uh, how the league works to put salary caps in place for the NBA, NFL, whatever. So, if you do it this year, it's so much easier in 2021 to say, hey, you guys just did that new collective bargaining agreement. Do it again. But, right? It, it was really hard to get, you know, the first time you banged a girl, it was tough to get. <laughs> the, the, second time, the second time you want to bang that girl, it's a lot easier. Right. <laughs> now, uh, you, you kind of let me my next question regarding the CBA. You know the tires next year. But there's no baseball season this year. How can you work out next year for the CBA to be worked out? Because you have to, out of all... So it's the end of next year. They still have next yeah. season. Yeah. After this one. yeah. Yeah, but I'm just saying, though, but next season, when their CBA expires, and they're going to look back at the events of 2020, how can, like, how can baseball, the players, Association get, get their act together certain the fact that the, that the players' union, the men's baseball, is the strongest union out of all the unions in the four major sports. Well, so I, it just comes back to, I mean, I think that the owners for the next CBA aren't going to ask for a, um, they're not going to ask for a salary cap with the way things are now. It's something they weren't even thinking about because it's a non-starter. But once you get, you know, once you get someone because of whatever the situation is, you know, to agree to do something once, it's easier to get them to agree to do it a second time. Like, you know, it's just, so they'll have, first of all, they're going to have 17 months between game seven of the World Series and opening pitch 2021. That's a lot of time to start figuring it out, especially because we'll, we will hit a point in the calendar where 
we either need to have a deal in place or we just can't do anything. You know, like a 30 game season doesn't make sense. Um, are you no. going to spend, you know, are you going to spend three weeks letting guys get ready to play for one month? No. Um, even if you could hash all this other stuff out. So I don't think we're far from that point either. I said that really for, I think the end of May, you need to have by June 1st to tell the players that June 10th they have to be at spring training and how everything's going to work and get everything organized for the testing and all that shit to give them three weeks to start for the 4th of July. And if they can't start for the 4th of July with an 82-game season, like how many games are you going to play? Like there's, you know, there's a point where you're like, I don't know, I'm not going to play, you know, 40 games. It doesn't make sense. Right. Um, let's just say you personally, right? You're making a hundred an hour for 40 hours, right? And your boss says, JJ, listen, um, you're, you're a valued employee. Times are hard right now, but for the next three months, we're still going to give you your 40 hours, but we can only pay you $65 an hour. Would you be okay with that? So it's a totally different scenario because because that's happening to people all over, you know, all over the world right now. People are getting uh, pay reductions and pay cuts. But you have the ability to say, oh, okay, you want to pay me that. I'm going to go get another job. You know, like I have the ability if my company were to say, hey, we're going to give you a 20 percent pay cut. I can say, all right, well, I'm going to do 20 percent less work. And if they say, well, that doesn't work for us. I have the ability to say, OK, I'm going to work as hard as I can for you at that new rate or I'm going to go get another job or I'll get another job in a month. You know, I'll, I'll suck it up for a month while I figure it out. But odds are that relationship is ruined and I'm not going to keep working at that company. Right. You know, Aaron Judge, if they say, hey, yeah. Everyone is a free agent after the season. Like, you take the pay reduction, we violated the contract, so technically you're all free agents if you want to be. Then that's a different story. Then I think the players would take that in a second. So if you're so if you're the um the, if you're the owners, what what concessions do you have to do in order to get the players to agree? I just think they have to pay them the money. I, I think that's all it is. The, just say, hey, you took a 50% pay cut for playing 50% of the games. We're going to pay you because we have a contract. And without you, we actually lose money. With you, we just don't make as much money as we would have. So then how would you feel because the players won now, right? Then next year, if, you know, each team has to drop, you know, let's just say $40 million. And now... The, a bad team who's not has great players has to give away basically a good player for ab, for absolutely nothing just just to try to recoup their losses. But they don't have to do that. Like that's just a business decision that they're making. Every one of these owners is a billionaire. Every one of these teams is making money. Now they cook the books all sorts of ways. So it's like, oh, we don't really have a huge profit and they get a part of the revenue share that the teams have um, and competitive balance of the Yankees having to pay luxury tax so that the twins don't have to spend any money. Um, these guys have the money. If they choose to cut salary and cut costs and all this stuff, then they're a bad owner. And, you know, the other owners have like they have to police it themselves but players are still going to get paid because the best players 
are still needed to win because you still win when you win you make money off postings and shares and merchandise and all the stuff around winning a World Series. Ultimately, ultimately, if you're if you're the players, um, are you you're you're saying that the players don't have to give, the owners have to give back? The other question I want to throw into you is the, the loss of fans is a lot of money because the panel that's forty percent of revenue. How could they divide that? Because how can they divide the rest of the rest of the pie with that money? Because they're they're losing a lot as far as like fan attendance. That's how, that's kind of the bread that players make their money. How can they spread their TV contract around the players? Well, that's what essentially they're saying that they would do, is they're just going to say, we'll figure out what the revenue is, we'll come to a revenue number, and then we'll figure out a sal- essentially a salary cap from that. And if right now, you know, if whatever, let's just use round numbers, it would obviously be much, much higher. Um, if the salary cap is a hundred million dollars, Garrett Cole gets twenty million dollars. Right. Giancarlo Stanton gets twenty million dollars, and when it trickles down to like Glaber, he's getting like, you know, a hundred thousand dollars. Uh, so let's get into a little bit of real baseball here. Let Let's assume Aaron Judge starts the season on the deal. Right. He's He's probably not going to play till. Let let's say around the fiftieth, sixtieth game mark. Uh, do what? Do how do you think the Yankees will do this year if 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 we play games? Yeah, so I mean, I think the the Yankees are built to win a hundred sixty two game season. They're built to win an eighty two game season. They're you know they're built to win a tournament. Like they're built like a juggernaut. It's just a matter of going out there and performing. And there's you know a lot of things that go into that. But like Aaron Judge, I mean. Dude, just be healthy for me one time. You know, <laughs> one time just be healthy for me because everyone gives Stanton so much shit because he only played 18 games last year. But the year before, he played like 151 or something like that, or 150, 88 straight games on a bad knee because Judge is out. You know, Judge sprinkles in this. Like, I'm out three weeks. It's my wrist. It's my oblique. And really, if you look at the stats, aside from that 2017 season where he just like blew up he's only hit 27 home runs a season he's basically richie sexton (laughs) you know it's just like if you look at the numbers they're very similar except sexton strikes out a lot less you know what it is man it's that hometown bias and it's so annoying yeah it's Oh, he came through the system. He's basically the fifth core guy, you know. And at a certain point, you just, like, you got to deliver. Like, I'm 35, and I don't care about Don Mattingly at all because he never won. Um, You know, you just, you got to go out there and you got to win, or I don't care about you. I like uh, Ramiro Mendoza more than I like Don Mattingly because he got me rings. But, like, you know, they're built to win. But now, so here's another thing, kind of back to the corona stuff, how it plays into it. So the system is if a guy tests positive, he has to self-quarantine until he tests negative twice in a 24-hour period. So that would be seven to ten days, something like that. Um, If the rest of the team is fine until other people start testing positive, right? And they'll be tested more. New York is a hotbed for Corona because people are on top of each other. 
the Yankees are far, far more likely to lose, like, Gary Sanchez, Aaron Judge, Stanton, Garrett Cole, and Tanaka all for, like, two weeks because of this. So that's another reason why I, I'm just like, punt the season, let's come back. Because worse than not seeing the Yankees play is seeing the Yankees lose on some bullshit. Couldn't the Yankees also kind of like, uh, like talking real baseball here, like assuming that they're playing, assuming that they're healthy for the most part? Like, couldn't couldn't like a team like Houston still upset them because they haven't they haven't proven they can they can they can beat Houston. They have not proven yet. I mean, they lost in twenty fifteen, they lost in twenty seventeen, they lost in twenty nineteen. Like, can they overtake Houston? Because I think that's like the biggest hurdle for the Yankees. Yeah, well, I mean, I think we built a team like. Sometimes you go out, like in the late 90s, 2000s, like we built teams to go out and beat the Red Sox. Like you, when you're in that upper echelon of teams and competing, you know, getting close to a World Series, you know, two of the last three years, um, you're in this upper echelon where you just start to look at, like, who is it that I have to beat? Like, you know, the last dance was just, um, was just on and everyone was watching it. And, like, the Bulls had to beat the Pistons. The Pistons had to figure out how to beat the Lakers. The Lakers had to figure out how to beat the Celtics. And it kind of goes like that. So I think the Yankees have figured out how to beat Houston by, like, the roster they've built and also eliminating all the cheating. I think eliminating the cheating is going to be a big differentiator for upcoming seasons for the Astros. And, you know, I think we can go on and beat it, but then you've also, you, but you do have to worry about, as much as you worry about them, you got to worry about, like, a young team, like the White Sox. Like, what if the White Sox just get hot? It's only an 82-game season. Um, yeah. 82 games into last season, the Nationals don't even make the playoffs. That's yeah. that's very, very true. And, and, I mean, the Blue Jays, too, you know, with 82 games, the Blue Jays can easily, easily be a wild-card game. Exactly. Wild team. You think about like even the Rays, as you know, they they've made playoffs, but like there there's a point where maybe we're a hundred games in the season, and it's like, oh man, you know, they're only a couple games back, and you know, if you know baseball, if you've been watching baseball, you just go, yeah, but this is a marathon. We're just gonna outrun them, and that's what we do, and then that becomes five, eight, ten games, and we're in the playoffs, and they're not, but at eighty-two games, they can win that sprint. Especially if you get like five guys get COVID. <laughs> <laughs> um, another factor for the Yankees, um, I think people are sleeping on is um Aaron Hicks. Um, could Hicks also be healthy enough to play during the season? They they, they seem to be making recovery from Tommy John surgery. They say he's he's swinging and everything. Uh, like the way I look at it is, if they were to come back on this plan of like Fourth of July, Hicks would probably be on the roster because there's no, if they're carrying a 50 man roster and I don't know how they haven't fully said how it would work between like being on the active 30 versus being on the other 20. And if it's like an actual, like being sent down or you can just switch guys on and off, you know, like, so you don't have your starters on or, or whatever it is. Um, there's no one else for Hicks to go because there's no minor leagues. So there's no rehab assignment that he can do in Scranton. He would be close to coming back anyway. So he might as well just break with the team and be working out with them. And then who knows? Like it's much easier to get in the game in New York if you're already in New York versus being in Scranton, being in Tampa. So I would assume that it would just be the way it is. Say 
Glaber gets hurt, right? Boom. Yan Yan Yankees send Glaber to the DL. Tyro Shada comes up from Scranton. But he's not coming from Scranton. He's coming from the Taxi Cab Hotel, right? So then Glaber would go to somewhere else that's specifically for injured players or quarantine, two separate spots, right? And then there there will either be a quarantine DL or regular DL. So if if the season does start in July, that was around the timetable for Hicks anyway. Some some said maybe June. So unless there's a new injury, Hicks should absolutely make make make, make the starting lineup. Since same as Stanton. If games were playing right now, Stanton would have probably played last week. So it's just about yeah. being smart and hope, and now, you know? and now Think about think about all the shit you laid out, and it's not worth it to go through all that for three million dollars if you play now. It's just not <laughs> right yeah, for him, like, no. And 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 also, if I was Trout and Cole, I'm taking a bath. That the, they'll be fine for a year. Let me stay home, watch, help my pregnant wife, watch my baby get born. And spend the first year with my baby. And that benefits the Yankees. Because now that's less. 250 innings on his arm. And we just wait another year. Now Yankee Twitter will probably lose their mind. Oh my god. We gotta go wait a full year to see Garrett Cole. Oh my god. But what's that, what's that matter? If you've got $36 million a year for 8 years. Like, I'd be like, oh, oh, of course for him. Pay. No it doesn't matter for him. No. You know, it's, yeah, I mean, like, I wish they could figure something out. I just don't see, like, I saw today, right before we hopped on, that NBA is talking about mid-July. And so it's like, you're not going to beat the NBA where it's, like, half the amount of people you would need, like, less than half the amount of people. It's about 25% of players on the roster if we're going to have a 50-man roster, um, less staff, the, you can play on like four courts for the whole league, so you don't need all that other staff that would be, you know, all over the country. No travel. It'd be so much easier for them. I don't see how we beat them back. Remember, it's different also too, that, because they're only playing playoffs, so they don't have to yeah. play 82 through 100 games. They're only going to have to most likely play the most a month worth the games and that's not for every team. Once a team gets bounced, like like the first round of the playoffs, once a team gets bounced, it's gonna be very quickly. So bye and and the, they go live their lives. So only teams like the like the Clippers, the Lakers, the Bucks, you know, the really good teams. Those teams will have to stick it out three weeks, four weeks. It's going to be interesting, like, for the Bulls. Like, how do you get Zach Levine to come back and play, like, five games and give a shit? Like, which is why you're going to probably have this round-off in playoff to get these other teams that are, like, the four teams outside, like the Bulls, like the Hornets, like the Knicks, like the Wizards. That's how you're going to incentivize those teams to come in. Listen, Nick knows that teams like the Knicks and the Bulls have no business being in the playoffs because they're not good enough. We get it. But that's how you're going to have to convince these teams to come. I mean, the NHL, because the NBA is going to be taking over Florida, the NHL is going to be likely going to be in Vegas. So 
That's how you're going to convince these other teams that are not going to be in the playoffs to come back in the playoffs. Like the four teams, like like the Warriors, the the the, 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 the Cavs. Like I right, know you don't come back. You're done. Your season's over. Go join the lottery. But teams like the Knicks and the Bulls, like you know, that's how you're going to incentivize like a Zach Levine to come through. That, that that's how it's going to work. Imagine the Knicks just got hot and all of a sudden they break. Through. Come on! If I was the Bucks, if I was the Bucks and I was playing the Knicks the first round of the playoffs, I'm like Giannis, you ain't touching over over 30, 40 minutes. You you are touching ten minutes per game, my buddy. You are gonna get the ball every single time. You're gonna make the Knicks look like little girls. And if I'm RJ Barrett or Zach Levine. Unless you are bumping me up a hundred percent salary, why would I risk getting hurt to play four games where where we're most likely gonna lose by twenty? And 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 and, and, and we can't even hear people say we suck. Like, come on. <laughs> so let me know let me know what you guys think of my baseball idea. I pitched this on George's box that came out this morning. Um so let's say there's no season, right? They just they can't get it done to get a season. For especially for a July start, they still never really shut down Iowa. So they're building that stadium at the Field of Dreams field in Iowa still, with the hope that there'd be a baseball season. And in this case, the Yankees would be swapped out for the Cubs. So like it, you know, the White Sox Cubs if they got a deal together. Now let's say they can't get a deal together. You still have this stadium. You have the potential that maybe in like August or September things have really died down maybe we're close to a vaccine or whatever it is and if you really believe that like you know America needs this like we need guns and we need baseball um for those people you get four teams worth of like all-stars guys who are just down to play a couple games kind of pickup style you have a televised draft of four captains you got trout harper two other guys um and they on tv draft from this pool and build out their team now you bring four teams out to iowa you have them play round robin and then a tournament and you mix in a home run derby um and you televise all that you raise money and you give it to like you know, first responders or whatever it is. That's what I think baseball should do. It'd make a lot of people happy. It'd be a good thing. Maybe they'd make a little bit of money. they donate a lot of money. And it would, like, calm everyone down. It's like, I need baseball. All right, so I have a couple of questions. Yeah. What, what, what would each player get paid? And now, the money question, right? They do this. If I'm the team, can I say, okay, fine. But if you get hurt, we have the right to cancel your entire contract. So you have to, um, you have to get, they have to get insurance. So they have to put together insurance. You know, there's insurance when NBA players go play in the Olympics or anything like that. That you take out an insurance policy on the remainder of the contract. Um, you know, th- like Major League Baseball would um, as the organizers. I mean, and, and they already have injury things in the contract, like Ellsbury. That's why Ellsbury was still getting paid and never made it like close to a comeback because right. as long as he's technically like still trying, um, he's out on a baseball injury, he gets the money back. 
Well, for charity purpose, I think it's cool. Like, 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 like for the home run derby, right? If if you go over four hundred something feet, they they donate twenty five thousand for charity. So so in something like this, right? If 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 you was to do a a home run style home run derby, every home run, right? Let's let's say five thousand dollars, and they could probably raise a cool. 75 for for the game who's ever's mvp gets gets their favorite charity donated something like that i i i, I think it would be cool but i don't think you get a lot of major players to truly want to do it i think if things are like safe it's such a good pr thing to be like hey i'm out there because it's going to be a thing that people remember like um Everyone remembers the Mike Piazza home run after 9-11. You know, we remember sports coming back. So if the first thing, because they don't want to go a full 17 months with nothing, is you end up with, you know, whatever it is, like eight games being played because these teams all play each other and then like a little tournament. um, And you get to televise and you get sponsors. You mic up the players. uh, That would be a big thing to be a part of. Like it's part of your resume. It's part of your legacy of like building your brand which now we've learned things can happen when you end up not getting paid for a season so having your own brand is very important that's why those guys are on twitch right now people are tweeting more because everyone's trying to you know stay on everyone's mind even though they're not playing i think it'll be an interesting idea um i get the sentiment it'll be very hard to get a lot of players to agree but if you can do it and it's for a good cause I think it'll be good. It'll be good PR. Um, you'll get people into good graces. You won't. You you'll you'll, you'll let you'll let them blow of, of no MLB season. And I think it, it, I think you'll get. A, I think the public perception will be a lot less detrimental to MLB. But I think there'll there'll still be some because if the NBA comes back and their playoffs are good, the, the NHL comes back and their playoffs are good. Like, it'll still be a bad something. How do those two teams, granted they're only playing for a short while, but they still found a way to get it done while you have not gotten it done. So it'll still be a bad, it'll still be a better taste in most purest hearts. But I think that, I think that suggestion that you suggested, I think it will soften the blowback that they'll get. So it'll be an interesting idea. Yeah, it's going to be a big thing on you know, getting people back to the stadiums because in 95 attendance was down. So 96, they're just like, everyone takes steroids and hit the ball for forever. And they let that fly from like 96 through the early 2000s. You know, you gotta get people back one way or another. They did the same thing. Like after the Black Sox scandal, then like Babe Ruth's just cranking out home runs baseball starts to grow after it was you know had a huge black eye what will we do from this who knows i'm excited to see all righty we're gonna end this on what we call our rapid fire segment so i'm gonna ask random questions and you're going to give me whatever answers come off the top of your head you ready yep assuming assuming that there is no baseball season who looks worse the owners or the players um, I think it should be the owners, but uh, they'll win the PR battle, and it'll be the players. In baseball returns in 2021, should the Yankees still, like you said, should they, who, who would be the team that would stop the Yankees from winning the World Series in 2021? Um, 
probably the Yankees because you got to see like what do we do with what do we do about Tanaka what do we do about Paxton like they're both gone um do we bring Tanaka back uh, on a lesser deal because he's just not going to get 20 million dollars somewhere um bring him back maybe on like a hometown discount of sorts lose Paxton because he's a Boris guy and then we pretty much still got like that same court if we can get DJ so I think like on the side because they're not allowed to be doing business really you gotta be starting to talk to dj's agent because if we can't let him leave after just one year are the astros going to be exposed as frauds in 2021 no i think they're going to be a, i think they're going to be a decent team and at that point there'll be enough turnover they'll probably you know make a trade to like to dump someone and it'll be you know well we're you know time came for us and we're rebuilding again it's not the fact that we don't know what pitches are coming anymore which young team is going to make a big push in the next few years the white Sox or the blue Blue jays um i hope it's the white Sox. i'm afraid it's going to be the blue jays i think the white Sox have been getting just like they've been getting more hype uh the blue jays still have to piece together like and, and things like that, uh, especially losing Stroman, they don't have any kind of veteran presence. They, I know they went out and, and made some moves, but you know we haven't you know seen anything coming to fruition yet. And they're going to be there. It, it, I feel like it's just a rotation for the Yankees of like who we have to go up against. Like for a while, it was the Orioles, then it was the Red Sox, you know, then it was the the Orioles again for a bit. Red Sox, now the Blue Jays could be next. Who is going to be the next owner of the New York Mets? Of the Mets, uh, I was yeah. really hoping for a Rod, but it's probably just going to be um, whoever this like whoever the guy was in the deal fell apart. Like it fell apart. Keep going, keep going. Yeah, apparently keep he's interested again, um, and yeah, it'll probably be him. Uh, I, I wanted it to be a Rod because I just thought it'd be a, a good show. And I do think a Rod would win the World Series, though. I think a Rod would win the World Series. <laughs> I agree. Last question: um, Which which current Yankee do you think has the potential to become an AL MVP? Judge, Glaver, um, DJ. Which one of those three you could see an MVP season out of? Uh, I think Glaver. Um, I, I just I worry about Judge being able to stay healthy. You know, if I had to pick one, it, it's going to be Glaver. Judge. He he just. He's not out there enough, and you know maybe that changes, and he lights it up one year. He has another 2017. He should have won then. Um, but Glaber, if he can get the glove to be a little better, he has the opportunity to you know carry himself as someone you know defensively better than Jeter, which isn't you know super high bar, but offensively you know like a corner outfielder. I agree, and that was rapid fire. As always, man, thank you again for coming on. We love your insight. I'm George's Box. It's a great podcast. Um, follow, follow you, man, and I appreciate you coming on as always with your insight on baseball. No problem, man, guys. Happy to do it. All yeah, right. Take, it take easy, care, man. JJ. All right. Take care. Guys, that was JJ from the Bronx. Him and Nick Kirby do George's Box every week. They are really smart. They know their stuff. And it's it's very good baseball, you know. If if you want good baseball conversation, you're going to go listen to Jordan's Box. The intro is fire, by the way. 
they they oh, wow. they wow. they they basically use Susan Wallman's reaction of Roger Clemens in George's suite. <laughs> so <was> so <laughs> so it's just it's just awesome. It's it's one of the first podcasts I truly started to listen to from Twitter. And, and before that, I I didn't even know what a podcast was. So that's that's truly ultimately what made me think of this podcast because I figured, hey, if all these people can have podcasts, why not? And then it turned into I figured, well, me trying to talk for an hour by myself that is annoying. And then the Giants just made a horrible move by. St- by starting a bad quarterback over a first ball Hall of Famer. And I was like, you know what? Let me get a thought of a guy who I know who's a Giants fan. And and at that time, me and James w- wasn't regularly talking. But we would like each other's tweets. We would at each other and be like, yo. So, so I figured, hey. And he was actually working that day. And he took he he took the five minutes out of his day, and I was shocked too. I didn't think he'd do it, but I was like, "Okay, boss man," he, you know. But uh, and then over three hundred, over two hundred and eighty episodes later, this is where we are, and we've talked to Irv Smith and Alan Hahn and so many fantastic people. We've met Julian and Bobby and Nate and other fantastic people. JJ, of course. So, stuff like that is fantastic. Keith Keith McPherson, that's right. And so many other good people. And that's the good part of social media, man. So, the good will outweigh the bad. It's it's just how how it is. uh, Obviously, before we wrap this up, I just want to say... um, uh, honorable mention of Madison Miller and Mike Scudero, Madison Miller Show, oh, and absolutely. Give them honorable, give them an honorable mention plug because those guys kill it as well. But yes, I mean, absolutely right. Um, ignoring your awful son, well, what's the name of Daniel Jones, but you're right. Actually, was working that day, and for you to, and for us to be doing this over 280 episodes later, the, like this has been an amazing ride, and it's only going to get better. This has only been part one of our double header. And remember, and tomorrow we were supposed to be off. But yeah, yeah, I, I, I know. And what did I tell you? What did I tell you? Sunday and Thursday will be our off day, unless it's a mage guest, buddy. Now I'm not saying the guest you got isn't, isn't big big guest, but the criteria of big big guest is someone who works for ESPN, someone, so someone who's a verified account, a star. So basically, well, you know right, right. If I wanted to, I could have had, I could have had four people for tomorrow. So I'm gonna let it slide. We'll talk to him tomorrow. But then, because I am basically the schedule maker, right? And and I like that you're getting guests. I like that. But see, the reason why I don't confirm with you when I book something, because I know you're most likely good. But when I give you the schedule, please, in the future, follow the schedule. Yes, boss, man. Hey, guys, all I can say is that, like, at least um, I'm pulling my way. And Thursday was supposed to be our off day, and now our only off day is Sunday. Um, but, but it was only part one. 
We'll be back in a few to talk to 27 Down, um, CJ and Evan Wetzel. We'll talk to them real soon, talking they, mostly baseball and other sports. So we'll be back real soon. So we'll take a brief time out, and we'll be back later. Yes, sir.